you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Explained is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. You know, it is actually catching on. I saw you post a tweet, Emrod, where you said, hello, beautiful people. That's how I opened the last show. I was like, <laughs> yes. all right, here we go. Here we go. All right, what's going on, everyone? Mike Hamill out with my, uh, my friend who's, you never bring the bling. I just no, realized that as I look at I your don't. hands. Well, um, the Super Bowl ring is about $45,000, $50,000 ring. Okay. Who wants to walk around with that on their arm? Do you, it's dangerous. Is it somewhere safe? or is Absolutely, it- it's somewhere safe. No pun intended. Okay. Oh, I like that. I like that. All right. Um, It's a brand new edition of NFL Explained. We have been having an absolute blast doing this show. I'm going to make you jealous a little bit later on this episode. So that is what we call in the business a tease. We have gone down two out of the five international games in 2022. They have been played. It has been exciting. We've had some dramatic moments. Today, we're actually going to be talking a little bit about where NFL players are from, both internationally and here domestically. And there's some real nuance on the domestic side and some trends that we found absolutely fascinating. But I know for you, M. Rob, you are entrenched in youth football. Yeah. Explain to me how the league can sort of move this needle internationally and grab even more players because we're seeing a contingent have some success on Sundays. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, it's about finding the best coaches, the best football coaches, football Americano yeah. uh, coaches in the world and making sure that the product is being spread and taught by just the best teachers that our game has. And obviously, some of the best are in the National Football League with jobs and leading teams. But to me, it starts there. Just how is the game being presented to young people in other countries? How is the game being presented to the fan bases in other countries? That's number one. And number two is just, and I think you hear Troy Vincent talk a lot about this, is just finding those entry points. I think flag football has taken off. It's the fastest growing sport in North America. 
girls flag football is also taking off. And it's just finding that entry point that, yeah, maybe 11 on 11 tackle isn't for everybody at first. Maybe <laughs> I'm raising my hand. hand. Yep. <laughs> maybe yep. this is for everybody yep. at first. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. Until I went to the World Games, I went to the World Games in Birmingham, yep. Alabama over the past year and saw flag football competition live in motion and to see the excitement from the yep. fan bases and the international fan bases and the people with the flags just going crazy. I mean, it did something to me, man. And I think flag football can be that entry point that spreads the game. You now. Some people might be listening to this and saying, all right, I'm Rob, I get it. You work for NFL Network. This is an <laughs> NFL podcast. Here's what I can tell you. I remember being in studio and you, we were doing live hits. You were yes. down in Alabama and you were hot because I saw you beating up. Man, and that's an understatement. I was yes. sweating. You, you know were legit excited. And every time you've had an opportunity to talk about flag football, there is a you're always positive, but there is like this another level of excitement that you have. Like you legitimately love it. Absolutely. And, and Mike, the excitement comes from, again, I never thought that flag football can get to a level that maybe people are can make a living off yeah. of. Maybe this is something that can be televised and can have a life of its own. And then again, to see it in motion, in person, to see how excited the fans are about the players. And then it's a totally different game, really. It's it, it's not quite playing quarterback in flag football is a little different than playing quarterback in 11-on-11 tackle. When I saw the differences and then I saw some of the similarities, I just got excited about it because, again, when you see people who criticize the game, they only cri they criticize the you know the violence, yeah, the physical and, side, the, of the it. physical yeah. side of it. When you talk about flag football, it totally alleviates that. And it's funny because you mentioned women's flag football, and I saw some of the competition on NFL Network, and it got me thinking about the NFL and what they've instituted this international pathway program, which they started in 2017. It actually aims to provide international athletes the opportunity to compete and earn a spot on an NFL roster. The league, and this is really cool, hosts combo in other countries to find talent abroad. One of our friends and colleagues, Maurice Jones-Drew, always yeah. talks about a lot of these combines and opportunities for players that live abroad to get an opportunity to play in the league. And I know what you're thinking, like, how many dudes actually make it? Well, I got that answer for you. <laughs> Last year, the NFL hosted combines in England and Mexico. That included 56 participants from 16 countries. Past combine participants who are currently on NFL rosters, F.A. Obata, who plays for the Commanders, Jakob Johnson, Germany, playing for the Raiders. Jordan Maialata, who just got a huge deal yes, from did. the Eagles. He obviously is from Australia. So, in fact, as we tape this podcast, the 2022 International Combine is taking place in England. 44 athletes from a number of countries across Europe, they're going to participate with 12 from Nigeria, four from New Zealand, two from Mexico, and one from Japan. There are also a number of professional leagues abroad with the most competitive being in Germany, Austria, Sweden, Finland, Italy, and Japan. Those leagues have been in operation for at least 25 years. You're talking about former NCAA Division I mm -hmm. athletes that are overseas trying to make this thing a career because they love the sport. In fact, actually, one of those college players, Chris McLaurin, who went to Michigan, helped launch the Chinese National Football League in 2013. Really? Hell yeah. That's Shout out to dope. you, Chris. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so it, it, it feels like there's a lot, M-Rob that is just a hurdle for some of these leagues and momentum to get bigger, high schools, secondary schools, just in general. How do you increase that footprint, do you think? Well, that's a that's a such a deep question. Well, first of all, I talked about before the coaching. Again, the ambassadors of the league, obviously, you know, former NFL players that go out and can talk and speak the story of the National Football League. I think our NFL legends are the best ambassadors of growing the game. But 
again, the coaching. When these leagues start up in other countries, we we definitely have to make sure the people coaching the fundamentals are coaching it the right way and making sure that the football is being played the right way. That way, some of the injuries that we've seen in our games past doesn't rear its ugly head back up again. But look, my question about our game growing is in some of these other countries, you know, it's not by mistake, Mike, that 75 to 80% of the National Football League is African-American or black. I sure. say that by saying, based off our status and based off the history that we've had here in America, I've seen it because I, I run youth football. That community chases the dream like no other community I've ever seen, right? Like, when you, some of these communities that I run these youth football leagues out of, it's just youth football. And I'm always telling the adults, like... Do you really have to speak that way to each other? Do you? Re- it's not that serious. We're yeah. playing a game, and I always have to keep reminding them of of you know our kids supposed to be happy. Our kids are learning how to deal with adversity based off of how the adults in their life deal with adversity. And so I always say, even when I talk to guys at league office, Troy Vincent, and things like that, as we're growing this league, I'm always looking at the communities and the countries that we're going to, and if there's enough of that struggle, so to speak, or experience, so to speak, from the population that'll make them go after the game so hard. I think that's vitally important. Does it feel like they're almost hitching the wagon to a dream? Is that a bad way of describing it? Um, <laughs> but it's accurate, though. Yeah. I, I think to be it fair, is. it's not. I think that's a lot of communities just in general and, and a yep. lot of players that are thinking along those lines. Look, you and I and, and hell, you played, you were in the locker mm-hmm. room with more guys, certainly than, than I've ever been around. I've heard some of those stories where, you know, specific players, guys that we both know that actually work at NFL Network, Mm -hmm. that were in some environments that weren't always the healthiest, the safest for them. And in a lot of ways, one guy I'm thinking of in particular, he's like, yo, the community actually helped me because they were (laughs) protecting me to make sure that it's like, no, we want this dude out of here. This is his chance. World-class athlete. He was a first-round pick, played the wide receiver position. He's the guy that I'm thinking of. But Mm -hmm. that's just one story. There's got to be a well, not a million, but there's going to be a ton of stories and people that have had that similar path. Tons. I mean, you can almost go by almost all, you know, all the guys that are in, all the athletes that are in the National Football League, especially the African-American or black ones. A lot of them have that that same experience. I come from the streets of Richmond, Virginia. Sure. And I always tell people I owe so much to that community. And, you know, some of my contemporaries are like, Mike, why do you say that? And I'm like, well, I needed to go through some of that stuff. I needed to encounter that drug peddler that always tried to get me to buy something from him when I was 13 years old. I had to encounter him. I had to have that experience to make me the guy that I am right now. And those experiences they empower our athletes, and they, th- those experiences are what make our athletes tough enough to make it in the National Football League. Because, Mike, it ain't easy, bro. Yeah. Physically and mentally, it definitely ain't easy. Well, we're going to go through some of the numbers and how difficult the path is and put it into perspective. But when it comes to international players having success, you actually saw nine players born internationally that are pro football Hall of Famers. Oh, wow. One guy in particular that stands out to me, Morton Anderson from Denmark. I forgot about I didn't even Morten realize Anderson. that he was an international dude. Yes, yes, I no. do remember that. Yes. Am I the only one who thinks Morton Anderson in like the, the single, you know. Uh, <laughs> of course. Uh, that was his style. That was his thing. Back in the day. There's a couple other notable current NFL players that were born abroad. I feel like every time I do a highlight on NFL Network, Chase Claypool 
out of Canada. Yep. Like his name always pops, pops up. up. Daniel Hunter is certainly another name. Young Way Koo, the kicker from Atlanta. Mitch Wichnowski, who played at Utah. I covered yeah. him when he was playing for Kyle Winningham. Kyle Hamilton. I didn't even know. We just had the draft. I, I didn't know. even know that Kyle Come Hamilton on, was from Mike. That was in our research packet. They sent it to us digitally and the real copy. I had the hard copy and the <laughs> digital one. Let me just tell you. It got to the point when I was doing the draft on NFL.com. I was talking to our researcher and I would say, who was the last pick? Because I couldn't process it anymore. <laughs> so much information. You, you got into round three and four. You're like, what is going on right now? This thing is moving so darn fast. Uh, our neighbor to the north in Canada, they actually currently have the most international players, over 12. Safety Javon Holland, another guy that actually we talked a whole lot about around the draft. Josh Palmer, the wide receiver. Those guys from Canada. The country with the second most is Nigeria with over 10, including Nelson Aguilar, the wide receiver, and Emmanuel Agba. And Emrob, the players from the smallest countries... Rakim Nunez Roaches from Belize. You know the population of Belize? How about our research team is so damn good. They put that in there. I was like, how big is Belize? I know about Belize. 412,000. I thought it was tiny. more than that. Man. Yeah, man. We got like, that's like wow. a little city. It is. Um, you actually hung out, if I'm not mistaken, on Good Morning Football with the wide receiver from the Bahamas, Michael Strawn. Yes, I did, man. We had some issues trying to say his name. He corrected us. He got us right. It was all good. Get I your promise. mind right. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Hunter out of Jamaica, an absolute monster yes, from Minnesota. Jamie Gillen out of Scotland. Here we go from the Giants. And a guy that I got to know pretty well, Panay Sewell out of American Samoa. Here's what's what. Look, we got a lot on American Samoa here. And it's been a pipeline. I think a lot of our fans listening to this podcast are familiar. They're like, oh, there's dudes in the NFL, dudes at college. There is a real West Coast college contingent. That is a massive pipeline for some of the big boys up front. And you know this, man, because Penn State, you know, you you had some of those, what we like to call the country strong dudes from the South. (laughs) Some of those big boys up front. Out on the West Coast, a lot of the college programs have to go and recruit in America's Samoa. And there is a great tradition of sending players to the league. Four are actually in the NFL. The population, just check this out here, of American Samoa is right around just under 60,000, which means the chances of making it to the league are about one in 15,000. Mm. Uh, you know, so you're, all right. I think someone hears that and is like, oh, it doesn't seem like a great lotto ticket. That's a great lotto ticket. It's a great lotto ticket. Okay, (laughs) just giving you context here. (laughs) A rough estimate in the U.S. would be one in 200,000. That lotto ticket, not as good as the American (laughs) Samoa one. So you are 14 times more likely to make the NFL if you're born in American Samoa than in the U.S. And Emrob, that actually doesn't top the city of Booty, Louisiana, who had four players in the league at one time from just one town of 3,000. That's crazy. Something in the water, Mike. Got to be something in the water. Yo, man, man I just turned 41. <laughs> I, I gotta tell, I've been waiting for my growth spurt. And the whole entire <laughs> time, it. it's just it, I in northern New Jersey where I grew up. It, just the water wasn't like that. Stop it, man. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. 
Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the NFL Explained Podcast. Michael Robinson, Mike Am with you. All right, so the world is feeling a little bit smaller here, but how realistic is it that you think, Emrod, we get an international NFL franchise within the next 10 years? Um, if you would have asked me that five years ago, I would have doubted you. Yeah. But now, especially with the explosion, I mean, look, th- that flag football experience at the World Games was an eye-opener for me. because I'm, I'm I, telling you, folks, he really does love it. I'm telling you, like, it was an eye-opener because I just didn't know how people outside of the United States would digest the game of football and to see the love for flag football, just to see the love for the game. I mean, the Mexican women ended up winning the gold down there in Birmingham, yeah. and they were bigger fans of the National Football League than I am. And I, this is my job. This is what I do. I look at film every single day. Yeah. I, I mean, every, I analyze everything. And they were telling me things about the Seahawks. They were telling me things about the Raiders. They, still, I mean, they knew everything. They knew everything about the game. And so that was an eye-opener for me. Um, I, I do think it's going to be realistic. I do think that the world is getting smaller, as you mentioned. I do think there will be some small hurdles we got to get over. I think we got to understand that these athletes are human beings and human beings the the, the body requires recovery the body requires um nutrition, you know, nutrition. more than just water to, yeah. on a diet <laughs> stop <laughs> it mike I'm, I'm gonna do that fast later we talk about that on another podcast um but the body requires some stuff and you know let's say we get and i can see this happening a tech giant in china or one of these other yeah. rich countries say hey i 
I want to participate. I want to be. I want to be in the club. I want to own a. I want to bring sure. football, uh, the, the American version of football, to the country, and open up the gateway that way. Yes, I can see that happening, and I can see the NFL being flexible enough, being showing its ingenuity, and being able to yes have a franchise off land, not on the United States, and being able for them when they are on the United States have a facility and be able to operate. It would be fun. It definitely yeah. would be five international games on the slate this season. Mm-hmm. To me, it almost makes sense. And I know there's a lot of people way smarter than I am, but I almost feel like, why not just have a division in Europe or globally, right? So that you have multiple teams located geographically in the same area. So it does limit some of the travel for a portion of that. And of course, the valuations for NFL franchises might yes. tip a little bit with a little <laughs> more inventory. So the owners might not want something like that. But to me, it would just kind of be cool to have, you know, the Europe division. It would be cool. And when we had NFL Europe, which was a developmental um, league for us, it cost each owner, I think somebody told me at around a million dollars or something like that to be able to keep that league going. I say that to say for anything like that to happen, our owners are going to have to put some money into the messaging, going to have to put some money into how the game is digested in other countries. And I think they're doing a great job with it, with all the international games that we're having. All right. So we've kind of dipped into some numbers and the difficulty of making it in the NFL, depending on where you live. But which states actually send the most players to the league? And Rob, did you know uh, there have been six NFL players from your high school? From my high school? Yeah. Six? Oh, really? Ken Willard, me, uh, Andre, Dre Branch, uh, Jonathan Lewis, Maurice Kennedy. Yeah, I think I named all of them. Okay. By the way, when I threw that your way, I thought it was just going to like slide out of your mouth real quick. You got to give us a little <laughs> I had to think here. about it a yeah. little bit. Yeah, I did. Yeah. N- nothing wrong with that. Um, so I don't know. You tell me, man, Virginia, is that, you know, a top three state to produce NFL talent? Well, I think per capita, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but just by sure numbers, California, Texas, the Floridas of the world, yeah. of the North America probably have better numbers. It's actually a great response. <laughs> Your guess on Texas and California, not not awful here, because Texas actually has the most NFL players okay. as of kickoff of this season with 199. Florida is second with 185. And California, third with 166. Oh. Uh, four and five, not exactly easy to guess, but I'll put you on the spot and say give it and five uh you know i went to penn state no. they uh, they get a lot of recruits from the big 33 game which is pennsylvania and ohio ohio surprisingly i think has a lot of guys coming out of there so i'm gonna say ohio yeah. uh somewhere down south like an alabama or something like that or georgia that's Let not me bad. say Georgia. Yeah. Georgia and that's Ohio. A good, good guess. Good guess. Uh, I would have guessed New Jersey because, which I know sounds kind mm-hmm. of odd, but I went to high school in New Jersey and I do know that high school football in New Jersey is, huge. Ridic- is huge. It's so huge. I thought that there was a chance for my home state. Not the case, but ding, ding, ding for you. Georgia actually trails California with 151, only 14 players behind California, despite being almost three times smaller. That's crazy. Ohio, a fairly distant fifth. 74 NFL players. Dive into the numbers a bit here, uh, a little more deeper, and you can look at who actually produces the most players per capita, which is really the number that matters the most, right? It's Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama are in the top four. There's a ton of talent in those areas. The South, M. Rob, you know they love football. Uh, Smaller communities, like, I look, they're not big settings, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think of them as having huge resources. So, like, how do you explain it? Well, 
Um, can I just be honest? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Don't lie to me. Slavery. Um, that's a dark history yeah. <laughs> of, of our past in America. And again, when you look into the history of kind of where some of these slave camps were and where plantations were and things like that, a lot of these genetics just haven't left the area. And let's be honest, right? When you talk about some of these areas, some of these players are faster, bigger, stronger. That's just the way it goes. There's not, there's not no mistake why, you know, the Bear Bryant's of the world, even Joe Paterno for a while was, they looked down in the South to get a lot of their talent. And to me, it's because of the bloodlines that have resided down there ever since that dark past, ever since that dark time, time in history that just hadn't gone anywhere. And Rob, here's another thing that to circle back on something we talked about a little bit earlier, in Georgia and Louisiana, sending approximately one out of every 70,000 residents to the league. What? Kind of a mind-boggling number. So, yeah. One out of every 70,000? Yeah, you're you're more than twice as likely to go to the league if you're from those two states than if you are from Texas, which I wouldn't have guessed that. Me neither. Yeah. Texas lives, eats, sleeps football, man. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
back to the NFL Explained podcast. Michael Robinson, Mike Am with you. You know, at the top of the show, I said I would make you jealous, right? Yeah, what's up? You, you know, like people are signing into my DM. Dan, your DM, I'm not jealous. My wife listens. I love my wife. <laughs> No, it's Baby, not like that. I don't that. want nobody in my DMs. It's, That's Mike Yam saying he likes that. It's not okay? like that. It's not like that. Although I do screenshot all of the questions. We have a nice little NFL yes. Explained text thread. We do. You actually have been impressed by some of the questions yes. that we've been getting. So I promise if you have a question about the NFL, you don't know who to ask, you want us to cover a topic, you can slide into either one of our DMs. Mine, Yams. slide into mine. And I promise <laughs> we'll work that into one of our mailbag episodes coming up in just a bit. But M-Rob, you want to go real deep on this? Because we can go there. Yeah. Okay. Um, NFL rosters from week one by city. This is crazy to me. So Houston, Texas and Miami, Florida, tops of the list, both 19 apiece. Detroit, Michigan sitting at 16. Tampa, 15. How about this one? Bradenton, Florida, 14. One in every 4,000 residents are going to the league from there. How is that even possible? (laughs) <laughs> I got no idea, man. Have you been to Bradenton? No, I never even heard of it until we get ready for this show. I'm going to be totally honest with people. I mean, it's all good. Well, you know, Yams, you talked about my high school. Yeah, and even yeah. though we're pretty good, we won the state title in 2021. One of my best friends is the high school coach there, head to head football coach. The four high schools with the most players in the NFL are all from Florida. Wow. That's crazy. So I keep hearing about like, IMG Academy and, and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Now, the first I had ever heard about something like this, you, you have friends that played pro tennis? No. Okay. I'm just curious because you're an athlete <laughs> and like, I know you all, all you do is just kind of roll in the pro same circles. Tennis? Yeah. Professional now, tennis. Now, don't get so. me wrong. I have some my, some friends that played tennis, tennis but yeah. th- at that certain point, they stopped. Okay. So <laughs> what I remember when I was covering tennis earlier in my career, I was always fascinated by the young guys who were... And, and females too, they would go down to these schools down in Florida and like live there and train there mm-hmm. all year round. And I think that might be an answer to why Texas, California, Florida have it. so much success because, you know, we talk about genetics a little bit earlier mm-hmm. here on the podcast, but weather, I actually think makes a difference where I grew up in the Northeast. Like, you know, man, like winter comes. Yeah. Like that, it actually hurts. The winter is coming. Yeah. It actually hurts. The summertime is so humid where you just don't even want to go outside and practice. And so, yeah, I agree. Some of those areas, the weather does play a huge point, especially, especially when you talk about some of those Southern states like Texas, weather definitely comes into play. Okay. Let's wrap up here with a little quarterback talk because it's, it's football talk, right? So it always comes down to the to the uh, signal callers. Only two quarterbacks from the same high school, not named Peyton and Eli, who both went to Isidore Newman High School in Louisiana. So the only two quarterbacks from the same high school, not named Peyton and Eli, to win a Super Bowl are Drew Brees and Nick Foles. How did I know that? Was you it, didn't know that? Yeah, I feel like when Nick Foles was leading the Eagles during that Super Bowl run, yeah. I felt like that was that's something we talked about. He and Drew Brees went to Westlake High School in Austin, Texas. Not to be outdone here, Emra. How about Bobby Lane? The dude won three NFL championships in the 50s. Defending Super Bowl champ, Matthew Stafford. Both of those dudes went to Highland Park High in wow. Dallas. That one you did not know. I, no, no, I did not. Okay. I was no just going to say, if you knew, I knew that, that one, I'd be no, like, no, no, damn, no, no, man. No. I'm not that much of a historian of the game. All right. You you obviously had a lot of success as a quarterback at Penn State. We highlighted a lot of things that you mm-hmm. did really well. Um, most quarterbacks from a specific state, anyone come to mind? Any of the guys that you played with, too? I would guess California. Just, okay. Again, weather, 
size of the state, all of all the above. Not a bad guess. Texas, most quarterbacks with seven. Cali, oh. five. Georgia, four. Florida, three. And Hawaii, two. How about this Hawaii. one? Hawaii. Oh, how about this one? Here we go. <laughs> two dudes, same high school. Tua and Marcus Mariota, St. Louis School in Honolulu. That's crazy. Isn't that man. wild? That's crazy. And you know what? I feel like when I was young, every time I seen Hawaii play on television, they were just throwing the ball like for so many yards. That may come into play as to why they get so many quarterbacks. Yeah. Man. Yeah. There's some talent that's out there for sure. And they love football in that state. Specific areas, schools, any rhyme or reason on the four and five star talent that they produce? Oh, man. Um, I don't think it's that much of rhyme or reason, but I do think, again, in areas where there are heavy populations of Black or African-American communities, yeah, you're going to see the passion for the sport. You're going to see the drive to get to the National Football League just a little bit more intensified, again, based off of the history. All right. One other note. I threw out Alaska a little bit earlier. Largest state by uh, by size, by mass. <laughs> Alaska, only 13 NFL players. Ever or right now? Uh, ever. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Ever? I thought it would have been at least more than that, man. But No, nah, it's cold. <laughs> it's cold. Uh, so I get it. Uh, I know I made reference to it a little bit earlier. If you have some questions about the NFL, things yes. that you want answered, please send us those notes. You can follow us on social media at Mike underscore Yam, at Real Mike Rob on Twitter. And that's also your IG handle, too, right? IG, uh, at real underscore Mike underscore Rob. That's the only difference on my Oh, Instagram. wow. You have to use the underscore, too. I know, man. I know. Somebody had it, man. You know, don't get me started. I know. There's some people out there that just take your name. Yeah. That's not cool. No, not cool. Leave me alone. And he's he's actually big time. People have mine, and I have to use an underscore as well. Yeah. Always appreciate you guys listening. And, of course, where do players come from? Well, we just explained it to you. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.